1: hey everybody welcome to the river bass and rivals so this is a new podcast that uh segment that i'm starting uh i'm your host ken morris and this is just a kind of a, a river bassin in essence themed podcast so all this is is going to be talking to people who have been are and have become my rivals um in any sort of river bassin whether it was the river bassin trail or if it's it was in kbf or a local event or just uh fun fishing in general um you know there's always competition involved in fishing whether it's uh you know just fishing with your buddy on the stream or if it's tournament uh involved as well or like true competition um so this is just you know gonna be some fun stories get some techniques um just have a good conversation about river bassin and uh supporting Uh, that way of life and the adventures that we do on that moving water and uh our first guest is a pretty fun one um he's a great guy he's a great fisherman he always has a lot to say and he's he's been around for a very long time uh against fishing against him for a very long time in that sense not calling him old that that came out a little bit wrong but we'll see all right buddy we're gonna bring you in and Tim Perkins is joining us today
2: I appreciate that intro, brother. I have been around a long time. I've been here with <laughs> full <of> water. Huh? <laughs> That's what makes you so good. That's what makes you there so you good. go. I know the contour. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: You formed it. You helped form it, right?
2: That's it, man. <laughs> Me and the big guy, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when did we first meet each other, Tim? Was it 2016 or 17?
2: can't remember ah that's that's a good question it was somewhere in that neighborhood 2016 17 after uh the rebirth if if i may use that term you know yeah uh, river bassin actually kicked off in 2010 Mm -hmm. and um i fished one tournament i think in 2010 in 2011 i did the whole thing and then i think like 13 it went away 12 13 14 somewhere for yeah. a couple of years and it came back.
1: Yeah. And it I mean, was so good.
2: You were very, very beneficial in getting it back. Yeah. And, I, uh, I appreciate that.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, that's when I like came onto the scene, man. I didn't start kayak fishing until 2016. I think that was like my very first year. Um, Cause it's like, that's when I graduated from my, my uh, school and started working my job and I got my first kayak as a graduation present. So oh said, wow yeah and then i eventually like got into the tournaments and ended up at a river bassin tournament and that's a different story for a different time but i never looked back so um that that first year uh that i started traveling with clayton um that yeah, was like clayton, my, nice. yeah exactly he yeah. Uh, uh my partner and maybe we'll get to him at some point uh maybe i can get him to get on here i don't know he's a little camera shy sometimes but believe it or not <laughs> but um yeah he uh so that, that's when i when i started i was fresh i i had, wasn't nearly as deep into the stuff as as that but we we were competitors at that point and quickly you know became oh, yeah. rivals per se but yeah. yeah uh it was a lot of fun and that's what's so embellishing about the river bassing community is like <clears throat> just the like these are people that you're competing against or you're fishing against because you always want to catch the biggest fish whether it's in competition for money or just like bragging rights but we, you know, there's all these secret information and stuff too, but you, you become friends and, like, it's it's a support system because they're, like, river, fishing in the river is just slightly different. It's harder to access. It's like, there's just,
2: it's like a special community. What, what are your feelings on that, Tim? I feel exactly the same way you do. Uh, you know, I always looked at it like, you know, uh, down here in the South, if you had a problem with each other, you just had a, a good little fight, and then you you shook hands and you walked away, you know, and that's what it was like, uh, you know, when we, we competed. <laughs> Yeah. We throwed it on the line, buddy, and you know, the next week we're best friends again. But uh, you know, yeah, uh I, yeah. I miss that part of it. Yeah, you know, in, in the big lake stuff, it's gotten really, really uh away from my roots, which is very simple and basic. And uh, you know, I think we've had that conversation, uh, you and uh Drew and I mm-hmm. about getting away from our roots. You know, sometimes I just have to have that. We're you just got your kayak and a couple of rods and a paddle and just go fishing. That's what river bassing was all about, dude. Absolutely. And, uh, I enjoyed that community. Met so many cool folks, man. And, and um, you know, most of them are lifelong friends. Absolutely. Just like yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, in any other, in any other brand, we probably would have never met. No. Um, that's what, what's so cool about it. But we connect with what our passion is. And, uh, you know, that that's, for me, is, is river fishing. It's passion to me. That's what mm-hmm. drives me. What's around the next bend, You know, I, I share that a lot. I get to speak um, at several little venues. And um, not that I'm somebody, but, hey. you know, I, I share that. That's what keeps me young. I mean, you know, I hope I'm doing this at, at 85. you know, what not the outdoor learning? coach for nothing, Tim. Get to that later. There you go, um. man. The outdoor coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to bring my kids up uh, i mean ken i've got kids nearly your age but mm-hmm. uh you know i've got 15 year old twins now so it's been a second view at life and and we take things easy man and, and look they love being on the creek bank just like i do and i love that that's awesome and uh, you know we share with everybody so it, it's, it's a good thing good feeling i hope one day river bassin actually does come back i do
1: yeah, that would be awesome if the tournament trail could come back. But that river bass and community never went away. And I think, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can make a push to make that a thing and kind of incorporate that into the series that are going on. Like, we want more representation of the river systems. And not to say that they've done a bad job. Um, no, you know no. I, Not at all. There's not a defamation of, of that at all. But, like, just make sure that we keep the river systems part of this. Or even, like, maybe – get a little bit more into some individual river tournaments. If we can't, like, I know that, you know, we've gone to the Susquehanna, the Potomac has been in play. The Mississippi has been in play and Sodom and that is awesome. But there are so many more rivers out there and, hey, man. you know, there's so many more rivers and streams with a little bit of tweaking to some like eligibility and some rules and stuff like that, which are conversations that we've had with Drew and he has a good uh, direction to make those things uh, viable it's you know it's something that can happen so
2: uh well i mean we we've gotten caught up sometimes with with the bigger venues of trying to be a bass boat world dude we got into kayak fishing to get in that little unaccessible stuff that that bass boats can't get into mm-hmm. and i think we forget that from time to time you know even some of the bigger trails now are cutting off a lot more uh fishable water uh, you know, for what reason? I mean, we're all in kayaks for a specific reason.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, I've had this conversation before. I mean, like you said, I, I have been here for a while. But, um, you know, I, I I love the river basin, uh format. You know, you came into a city. They, they always talk about money. But they came into a city, let's say Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he set up a radius. You could fish any public water within a 50-mile radius of there. So you got to have your, your wit. Uh, you get a chance to fish your strengths. You can stay away from crowds, or you can join the crowds. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things there and yeah. you're not just all dumped into one place. And, uh, you know, I, I that to me is what kayak fishing is all about. And the other thing too, a lot of times if I can find those little bitty stretches that nobody else wants to, to, uh, uh to fish uh, those are dumb fish i can catch up
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah hey those are some special stretches and like and that's the thing too about these you know the rivers and creeks and streams is they're never the same i've fished the same creeks two three ten fifteen times and they've never been exactly the same like there's exactly. been, the bite's been slightly different in a slightly different area yeah there's some like mate like, okay this bin, there's going to be a fish but they've never hit it. the exact same spot every time it's always a little bit different depending on what you know how things are set up and how that water's flowing and what the weather is like and you know there's
2: a lot more uncontrollable variables i mean you know what i'm saying you don't know that those crawfish are hatching at that point in time or you don't know if the sunfish are are are, uh you know whatever those fish are so um attuned to their environment. And that's what you have to do. And and that, to me, is what river bass is all about. You always got to think like a fish. I mean, you know what I mean?
1: You got to adapt to your, your, your scene every time. It's not like, oh, I found, you know, it, not that it's this simple at all, because I don't understand electronics, and that's also another conversation. But it's not just like <laughs> popping a pin on something and then coming back the next day and dropping a drop shot on it or doing something like well, that. You know well, I mean? we
2: have like, problems in that area uh, on, <laughs> on two different spectrums. You know, I, I get it with you, but with me, I, I date myself. I go back to a flasher where it was just a little blip of light. <laughs> I said, all this other stuff where you're seeing now has got me all confused.
1: Exactly. I mean, that stuff still gets me. I could even, t- if it was just a green light and a red light that said green, there's a fish right here and a red light. That Stop. It's nope. just like, don't fish here. I probably still wouldn't understand it. It would be like, what is this,
2: Christmas? That thing's lying, man. Yeah. I don't <laughs> and there's
1: got to be a fish over there. I'm going to find it prove it wrong. No, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, uh so like <coughs> s- since we're on the the tournament trail specifically talk right now, the the Old River Bass Tournament Trail, what would have been, let's say what's your favorite memory or moment from that? Can you pull <coughs> you got a story?
2: Dude, I've got stories, um, and and I shared this years ago, or at least one you want to share right
1: now. Maybe not. (laughs) It doesn't have to be your favorite, or what's the most appropriate story (laughs) or memory right now that you want to pull?
2: Well, I I, I'm telling you, I have actually started writing a book on 2011. It was a magic time for me, and I, I would share that. But but every stop, there was like six stops, and every stop there was a magical story there. And, I, you know, I thought, man, how cool will this be just to sit here and tell the story about all this? Because, you know, I, there were some very valuable lessons there. But I will never forget 2011. I won the national championship in Virginia. Uh, was not accustomed to to smallmouth at all on the New River. And um, we got there and it was like a, a hundred year high. I mean, it, it, it was flood stage. It, it was, oh, dude, it was very intimidating um uh, i had never seen anything like this uh it was 10 foot above flood stage and ken for for some reason i run into a dude out on on the creek you know you that's the thing uh, on the river you never meet bad river people you know i haven't i haven't in 40 something years and 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 he's like dude i live for this time and i was like what are you talking about and he said dude when it gets to this high it pushes those smallies up in those little eddy pools. And he said, dude, find the biggest spinnerbait you can find and put on you some braid and you don't need but one rod and just go fishing. And dude, I'm going to tell you something, brother. The week leading into that, the first time I got on the river, I was scared to death. Mm-hmm. Got off the river that day. My wife's like, what What was it like? You know, because I'd opened my truck door and you couldn't even hear yourself think it was so loud. I mean, just rushing water. Yep. And uh, I said, it was like riding a screen machine for eight hours. You couldn't get off of it, man. <laughs> I, I said, but I've been I, have there. Caught, <laughs> I have caught smallmouth that you would never believe. Jeez. And I, and I did. Oh my God. I caught so many big old smallmouth mouth. And you know, I've took that experience down here to the South catching spotted bass and it works. I did a video uh, a couple of years ago about storm chasing. You know, okay. in the summertime, you get these big uh, flash showers that pop up, and it and it uh, throws that muddy water in a lot of those inlets. Dude, that's some of the best time to catch the biggest spots of your life, just like those smallmouth. Wow. But uh, I thought that was a cool story, man. And that's the first time I ever met Jeff Little, ever. Okay. And uh, he was at that venue, <clears throat> and um the rest of his history.
1: I, you know, I can't imagine uh, coming to somewhere new like that—the well, New River, but, um, completely flood stages. I mean, you know, I mean, you've had experience fishing a lot more than I have, but um, like, I still would be pretty
2: apprehensive about flooded waters. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would be like, nah, I don't know." Well, I'm gonna tell you yeah. now—that New River was—it's about the size of the Susquehanna. You know how wide it is. Yeah. Hey, you can imagine that with that kind of volume in it? Dude, it's intimidating. It yeah. really in a plastic boat.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a, nothing to mess around with for sure. No disrespecting that or it's going to get you for sure.
2: Well, that's the thing too that I laugh about now. But uh, I fished and won my first tournament on River Bassin Trail out of a borrowed kayak. I didn't even own a kayak. <laughs> uh, I had grown up on rivers and creeks in a flat bottom boat. Okay. And uh, I borrowed a kayak. I was like, dude, I like this, man. So, uh, I went yeah. to Terrapin Creek over in Piedmont and I got my first kayak, and you know, the rest is history. Hey, and uh, I, you know, we kid about it too now. Yeah, it's um, it,
1: everyone has their origin story, and you know, it's like how they got into the, the kayak fishing and stuff like that. So, that's interesting. Like I said, I got a sit in as a graduation present for my wife. And I always joke it's like the worst thing she's ever done because it's <laughs> she's trying to get rid of you. Yeah, not, because then, then you know, not even a year, nine months, I had to buy a better one. I had to buy it, you know, I, I had to buy a, a sit on top, and and that that was better for fishing, not just a recreational sit in. You know what I mean? And then I was traveling every weekend, and then I had oh, tournaments, yeah. and then it was, you know, so.
2: Um, well, it, we, we, I actually, and this is, uh, this was a, a, a cool little big bit. I saw the first CUSA on a piece of paper before it was ever even introduced. Mm-hmm. Drew comes up to, hey, which Lance and Drew go back farther than we do. Yeah. But, uh, Lance and I were sitting at one of the, I think we were in, um, Columbus, Georgia at a, at a, a tournament. And uh, Drew comes up and says, hey, man, what do you think about this? And there was a Kusa. I mean, it, he had it all drawn out on a napkin.
1: <laughs>
2: and, then, old, you know, the next that, thing you that know. That
1: napkin, uh, you know, that's always the joke, you know, the, the barstool napkin. Uh, uh, there you, you know, go. Invention for all your notes.
2: But, you dude, he did that. so much for the river community and, and didn't even know it. You know what I mean? And most people Absolutely. didn't know it. It's still, I mean, it, he, he, he turned the kayak community up on their head. He really yeah.
1: did. It's having a ripple effect, man. And I think it's, you know, I think he's super proud about that. And he actually just made a post about it today, um, you know, about Jordan Marshall. And I think uh, Jordan Marshall is referencing, like, you know, starting in the River and Trail or something along that. Something along the lines of what Drew has done and how it's affected this community, you know, with their their fishing and stuff in general. So, you know, it's 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 a crazy how that simple little river bass and trail has affected us this many years later and, and influenced how people have it, it really changed their lives. You know, it's, it's not self self
2: Well, it, it actually started as a gathering. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. weren't, there weren't even money involved. It was just bragging yep. rights. You yep. know, they always had a little camp out and you had a fire and everybody cooked and, mm-hmm. you know, just
1: it, community type. But, it, didn't he start it with just like a forum? Wasn't Drew just yeah, on the, on what the forums? Yeah, Yeah, then there was like, hey, I think he calls them rodeos, doesn't he? Where he's like, yeah, rodeos, where they just get together and fish and, you know, compare what we caught just for bragging rights and hang hang out and camp and cook and all that stuff. And then, you know, the tournament trail took off from that. So it's pretty pretty crazy how all that started, for sure.
2: Well, it's it's pretty cool now that after the fact that we can sit down and, and, I you know, if I'm experimenting with something, you know, I can call Drew or, you know drew's actually called me a couple of times but i mean you're looking at people that have been on four or five hundred different rivers mm-hmm. i mean you know what i'm saying so y'all know a little bit about river fishing at
1: that point yeah time. absolutely <laughs> absolutely and that's the thing is like i you know i'm just getting started too and that's the wild thing to me is i'm so far behind because i just started like i grew up i fished for catfish i fished some i wasn't like a, i wouldn't call myself a fisherman like i said i didn't start bass fishing until around 2016 so i'm way far behind and like i know you're not a shoal bash you know what i mean like, I've no you're
2: not yeah. i mean that's the thing man a bass is a bass is a bass is a bass and you know a lot of people that have a lot more experience sometimes get caught up in, in, in getting away from the simple fact you know what i'm saying
1: yeah
2: I, you've done really well if you're just starting at 216 i mean oh, i mean I 2016 that. so Uh, and and you know, you hold your own, you, you do, you really do. And um, it's been a, it's been a great ride. So I I just love river bass and I really do. And and when I get a chance to talk to kids, we're trying to start, uh, kayak fishing, just like they did in Georgia. And we're right here on the border and I've actually, uh, authored a textbook,
3: for high
2: school students, uh, we're in the process. So okay. uh, me and Ed Mashburn, Ed Mashburn's a freelance writer, uh, writes for several magazines, and he's an ex-educator just like myself. But, uh, you know, I, I try to tell these uh, young people, if you can creek and river fish, you can lake fish. Because what what is a lake? A lake is just a creek and a river that's got a lot of water on top of it. But the okay. fish still interact and travel just like they do on a creek. That's true, and, and the feeding patterns and their ambush points, and and you know they have the same basic needs, except for a blueback herring lake. And the, oh my God, I don't think anybody's figured that one out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. They, that's that's actually a very good perspective because if you think about it, just like you said, all lakes are just dammed up rivers and creeks. So that channel's still in there somewhere, and even if it's making it new channels and cuts, they're all reacting to current. Whether that current is created by flood, like recession, like you know flood waters and then recession, or if they're opening the dam, to the gates and they're sucking water, that's all just creating current, whether it's natural or not. And the fish have to react to that. So if you are able to read that current, like you have to do to river
2: fish or creek fish, then you should be able to find something. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: In theory, I guess. Um, putting it in practice, I guess, is the hard part
2: <laughs> or the well, fun part. You see how consistent Drew Gregory is
1: you can't how can't you
2: i mean seriously <laughs> yeah, like and, and he, he's a river dick and he knows how fish set up and uh, um, you know he just goes to those extremes he thinks outside the box and and you know it's, it's still a simple game yeah. and um uh, but he's got that hyper energy going on for him man i mean yeah, you know what i'm saying <laughs> endless endless energy he does. You know, that. I I told him I said, dude, I said I'm intrigued by you. I said because I, I said you were me 20 years ago. I said <laughs> <laughs> I was that same dude, man. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny about the whole thing? Our birthdays on the same day. Oh,
1: jeez,
2: that's <laughs> wild. That's
1: <laughs> some sort of energy in the universe there.
2: Look, I just kind and my wife. You know, which which you know this kid. Drew's been over here several times at my house. My wife and I just kind of look at each other and smile. Sometimes, <laughs> see, I told you that's you. <laughs> Tim, so, I'm so no glad you grew up.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> used to be that scatterbrain too, like.
2: Gotta yes, because I, I speed dial. Uh, Honey, where 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 are my hooks at? Where?
1: <laughs> Can you ship these to the to the Airbnb? Uh, <laughs> Never seen anything so wild in my life. I'm afraid, oh, yeah. I'm afraid to have things shipped to my house, let alone an Airbnb where I'm going. <laughs> but every time, every time.
2: Dude, we stayed out in Texas. Now, this is stupid. I'm getting off the point. But, dude, we stayed in a little A frame. Uh, it might have been 1,500 square feet, just a little B thing. All right. The whole first floor was Drew. <laughs> I mean, you know those totes, like, like he's got yeah. 40 totes. Hey, man. Yeah, those uh, plain uh, totes. Yeah, <laughs> Lance and I were on bunk beds in the upper room. <laughs> like, we kept our stuff outside. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. All my stuff sat outside underneath the underneath <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> oh it's all, all,
2: all good, week. man. Oh
1: uh, yeah It's all sure.
2: good. <laughs> so I wanted to congratulate him too about, about their new child beautiful oh, yeah. family.
1: Absolutely. Sophia, she's I actually just got a video of Sophia the other day. I think you put it on a story. Um just for everybody who's listening, I guess, today's January 3rd, just started the new year. I'm not sure when this will post, but, um, you know, just so you have reference of when Tim and I are talking, uh, since we've made references to posts that are happening today. Um, you know, so definitely, uh, you know, it's it, it, we pick on Drew a lot, but he's definitely done a lot for the River Bass community. And, and the sports. In this, this part, so, my family and me—it's an all in good fun—and he'd poke right back at us when he has the chance, and I'm sure that he will. He does. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> he does. so he does. Tim, if you had to pick a technique and a creep, you said oh my you know gosh. get get you said get back to the to the roots of it, where you know you take one one rod or whatever. What's going to be tied onto that rod? Spinner bait. Spinner bait.
2: 100% trade. of the time.
1: Hey, that's a good answer. I'm not going to argue with you. That's, uh, that's at the top of my list somewhere
2: too.
0: Um,
2: you know. well, I was burning that trail up with a spinnerbait for a, a good little run. And, um, or well, Lance and I both. And, um, then all of a sudden the bladed jig come out mm-hmm. and that kind of throwed a, uh, an equalizer in on us. And, and it did, uh, you know, which, which you guys throw it a lot. You know, I know that. And uh, I know Drew does. But, um, you know, that that was a thing with me. Um, I threw a spinnerbait. And it had a very specific blade pattern. And it had a specific, a lot, a lot of little specifics. Mm-hmm. But, Ken, I, I caught fish on that one spinnerbait for like 10 or 15 different states. Everywhere I went, I caught fish on that. I knew I could catch a fish on that.
1: Well, that company went out
2: of business. Well, that that company went out of business, uh, the the original one. Mm -hmm. So I sat down uh, with one of my buddies that I knew through the BASS world, Dalton Bobo. And I I said, uh, where can I get my hands on these? He said, man, let me make that for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, I did not know that he was part owners of a bait company. And that's how it all got started with Redline. I mean, it was uh, Premier League, and then now it's Redline. Ricky brought everybody out. But I sat down and specced that whole system out. And that's what the River Series is actually a system. has the same blades. And what I found out with a spinnerbait is I could not, I mean... I could catch fish on it, but there was an uncontrollable variable that I could not control, and that was the the current rate. Yeah. And you know, if you got real high current, you can't take a three spinner spinnerbait because it's going to blow it up the top. So, I made heavier baits, but used the same profile and and, and blade size. So that's mm-hmm. the whole theory behind the series. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll carry a half. Sometimes I'll carry three quarters. Sometimes I'll carry three eighths. Sometimes I will carry eighth. Yep. but that particular uh, profile on that bait, and it's got a hidden weight system in it. So it, it just don't, it's not a lot of overkill. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I couldn't put in a tractor trailer how many fish I've caught on <laughs> this. Yeah, dude, I'll, 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 I'll just like,
1: uh, I think you remember, like I'm pretty like very scarce when it comes to uh, how much stuff I can I take with me. Like yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I, if I lose a couple things, I'm pretty much out of lures because I'm done for the day and like i've carried out you know so i've had comments like i'm walking out to this like creek or this river or whatever i got a three four spinnerbait like tied on to of i he's mean, like you're taking that out to that creek like yeah <laughs> they're like okay it looks a little big i'm like eh, okay it'll be all right though but you know what i mean like this like little creeks you can literally jump across in some areas exactly it makes that weight difference that is a key thing that you mentioned it's like having the proper weight to perform in the current that's in the section that you want to fish is, is huge. It's, it's, it's really huge because sometimes if they're setting up underneath that waterfall or something like that, you know, that, that those little, those little skinny ones, the little Creek spinner baits,
2: they just don't perform because they get pushed around. They're not in the, in the, in the water column, that that fish is actually set up in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the thing that you had to do, but I've just come out with another one that, that's going to be a rival. Um, you know, uh, the cat's out of the bag cause I've, I've, I've done so many videos with me throwing a black spinnerbait. But I mean, if you actually think about nature, nature's very simple, man. I mean, it's black, brown or, or, or green, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, but I take that black spinnerbait and I, and I, I, I think seriously, I, I don't know how many eight pound plus fish I've caught off that stupid thing off a creek that you can jump across. I mean, what what we're talking about and and people's like, there's no way you caught that fish out of there. Yes, you can do.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And until they do it, they won't ever believe you.
2: (laughs) And I'm not going to tell them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, all right, cool. I'm just, I'm just going to mess around. I'm going to practice. That's all. It's <laughs> practice my casting. That's all
2: I'm doing. Well, it, a lot of that's fresh on my mind because like I said, I, I've started, uh, I have a Tim Perkins fishing Facebook page and okay. we're turning it to the outdoor coach. Now it's not going to be all 100% fishing, but my family, we're, we're an outdoor family. We do a ton of things outdoors and they, what better resource, uh, with young families or our single parent families uh, to have a resource that, hey, man, you ain't got to have a million dollars to go out and have fun with your family and make Absolutely. a memory. And, uh, but we, we do that quite often. We do a lot of uh, overnight trips and da 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 da. But, 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 dude, we just enjoy each other's company uh, out on the river. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, what is get into this a little bit more? What is this outdoor coach? Is it
1: something like do you have a website? Is there something that's a resource? Like, what is it?
2: i'm throwing out videos right now um okay. i've coached all my life I, I i made a living i coached 34 years in the state of alabama uh, as a high school uh football and baseball coach and uh, you know everybody knows me even my grandkids and, and you know this is stupid but you know when, when i had grandkids i was like uh 39 37 38 39 something like that and i was like dude I'm not old enough to be no grandpa. I said, y'all call me coach. So my grandkids call me coach. Everybody here calls me coach and they know me as a coach. So, you know, we get out in the outdoors. So why not just be the outdoor coach? And that's where it all came from. And, um, I've got a couple of episodes. I mean, it, it started out with us here at home. Uh, my kids, they love their homebodies. But, dude, we got coon dogs. We go coon hunting. They've got chickens. I mean, we deer hunt. We trap. Uh, we creek fish. We river fish. We lake fish. Uh, we hike. There's several trails here. Uh, I mean, just outdoor fun, entertainment. And it don't yeah. take a lot for that. That's awesome. uh, we camp. And uh, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm proud of is I've got like five external hard drives full of of video uh, over the years uh, with our outdoor adventures, and I'm just sharing them with you. And um, I got some really cool stuff. I'm gonna have some special guests. Uh, see, a lot of people don't realize that I was in the bass boat world for about 20 years. Made it to the uh, Redman All American, which is like the uh, uh, what do they call it now? The Everstar or whatever that is, FLW. Okay. Uh, it was Operation Bass. I made it to All American twice. And, um, you know, I, I've met people that I played ball with and one of the biggest dudes in the, in the hunting industry lives right here. And I, look, I coach your kids and, uh, we used to do a radio show together and, uh, I'm going to have him on and, uh, it, I've got some exciting stuff coming out. We're proud of that. I just feel persuaded to go in that direction and just share, you know, what we do because, uh, you know, I know there are a lot of parents and, and kids are missing out. On, on being out in the outdoors, man. Absolutely. You know, quit quit putting that phone and that. Well, you know, the phone and is great. I did an episode on that, how a phone can actually save your life. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, you know, get that get that video game. I mean, uh, let's get out and do the real thing, man.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely important to to get into the outdoors and learn and you know learn a couple things and it's a little bit refreshing for the mind. It's not all digital lights and
2: stimulation.
1: It's you know, there's actual actual light refraction
2: that, you know, uh, you know, well, the big thing is Ken is you're, water you're teaching, a, and, well, yeah. it, it's like yourself uh, in, in 2016. I mean, you, you were passion, your passion drove you to something and you, there was a reward there in yep. you know, some of your tournament fishing and you know, in anything that you do in the outdoors, there, there is rewards there and guys love to be rewarded in certain things. And uh, one of one of my favorite videos that I've got coming out pretty quick is uh, one of my twins. Is he he actually set and caught a coon in a trap, and he goes through the whole process. And how how did he learn that? He learned it through a, a YouTube channel. <laughs> and and you know that's wild. Yeah. A raccoon is a fairly. Uh, but it all got started. We're trying to deer hunt, and I'm putting out. We can we can put out corn here in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And um, them stupid raccoons, I, my my cameras are going off every night. I've got four different coons that are just feasting on just my corn. Eating all your corn, I like, dude. I got to get rid of these stupid things, man. Yep. So uh, Fisher Fisher told me he's like, dude, I can catch them. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So we did a whole episode on it, man, and it's pretty cool. I got some really cool camera shots. That to me is is the key. I know you guys are are really versatile with a camera. Yeah. But for me, doing some of this cool stuff with the camera is just—that's I mean, just the, the that's biggest wild. deal for me. It reminds me of
1: something, and this is completely like off the wall, and I don't know where I learned it or even if it's still like true or not. But like, so I learned that like if the raccoon trap—they're very smart and mischievous animals, but they're also very yes. like determined animals. So yes. like, what they used to do, like an old style trap, was like you would carve a hole, you know just big enough for them to slide their paw into and then you'd put like a piece of tinfoil or like a nickel or something shiny shiny, no shiny. shiny stuff because they're you know they're just trying to collect or whatever and then you would put nails in in four different angles so the nails were in there so they could slip their hand through but when they grabbed the shiny thing the nails would hit their wrists so, but they were so not willing to give up on getting that shiny thing that they would just sit there with their arm in the trap until you checked. And then you <laughs> until could, the next day. <laughs> until the next day and you came through and you, you harvest them however you harvest them or whatever. I, I don't know if that actually works or not.
2: But. Well, that's basically uh, what we have. Uh, you know, you know
1: I, we... I think we froze up, Tim.
2: Got you.
1: All right. We're back.
2: Okay. Now we, and I go out of my way, I go out of my way um, to talk about how much we respect the animals. And when we take an animal, we harvest and and we, we utilize them. I mean, like I told you before we got started tonight, uh, I'm making deer chili um, with some of the meat that they harvested this year. But um, we have something to do with that raccoon. I'm not going to throw it away or do any of that stupid crap, yeah. but uh, I, I also want to know that that somebody's pet may be coming through there, and I don't want to get catch a a dog or a cat or anything else. But they make a dog-proof trap, hmm. and it, it's That's just awesome. like what you're same principle of what you're talking about is you, it slips its hand down in that hole, to its paw. Okay. Well, the trigger don't go off when it when it goes down. But when he tries to pull it out, he's got it. Gotcha. So the next day you get there and uh he's got his hands stuck in there. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, how that works. It's an improvement and, uh, we, of that loaded old system. He thing up with, yeah. with fish steaks, like, like sardine fish steaks. Okay. And dry dog food on top of that and the sardine juice. Look, he set that trap at like 3.30. Uh, My cameras go off at like, six o'clock every night there's four of them in there they're about 25 30 pounds i mean they're huge cones that sucker got it within the first 15 minutes <laughs> solid on camera wow so fisher he he did he was a that was a jam upset man and, and you wild. know you can learn something from that
1: yeah absolutely all right tim um is there anything else in the river bass world that you would like to cover? Is there a story? Is there a technique? Is there anything else like with the outdoor coach or anything that you'd like to share? Any last uh, parting words?
2: I would like to encourage other people uh, to go to the Tim Perkins fishing page and hit the follow button and just follow us. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it, it's not going to be for everybody and I'm not toot my horn, uh, but there is a, a generation of, of kids just like my own. I saw that. At 15 years old, they don't watch TV anymore. I mean, they do a lot of YouTube stuff, and look, there's a lot of good information, a lot of bad information, but just want to entertain, man. And we try to. And and my motto is, we keep it as real as it gets. You know, bathing Uh in the river on our overnight trips. I mean, simple stuff that nobody ever knows about. But um, I would like to see. We we talked about. I'm getting to that point right now that there's going to be a fine line. I love competing. I hope I go to my grave competing, but you know, in realistic terms, uh, competing against a hyperhead, like some of you guys, uh, <laughs> I would still love to see the river bass and trail come back. I really would. Cause there, there is such a need or, or some of the bigger tournaments open up the walls for that.
1: Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, we can, we can coexist. You know, I I don't know why we, and and I'm not going to name anybody, okay? I drawed a check in one particular series in every tournament that I fished this year. And I think I fished four or five of them. It's a national trail. And I was in the top five, had an opportunity to win one of them. And the guy calls me and is like, dude, you were way up this creek. And I promise you, they'll cut that out next year. Promise you. And that, yeah. that tournament will, there is a tournament on that series on the same place. And I bet you, I bet you money. Because one of the other trails was on that same lake and they cut the, they cut, the, and that, that, that's, that's deterring people, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in our world that got into kayak fishing to get away from a crowd, man. I mean, you know what absolutely. I mean? I agree. Um, but anyway, Ken, it was so good to talk to you again, man. Absolutely, you. Is there
1: anybody uh, anybody else you want to throw out there? You want to mention any other sponsors? Oh, my awesome wife. Anything?
2: Let me please do that.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Look, I, I appreciate her for putting up with my behind for a long time. Um I was not always a nice dude. Sometimes <laughs> it's still questionable, you know, but yeah. uh, by the grace of God, I, you know, I started kayak fishing and I have her blessings. I mean, it's all good. I've introduced her to it. And I've introduced my two boys who are who are awesome anglers. And uh, look, you know, use the outdoor coach as a uh, a resource. If there's young kids, please hit me up, man. PM me, do whatever. I'll set you up overnight trip. I mean, my goodness, we're pushing 500 rivers now. So if it's wet, I've probably been on it. All right.
1: Well, you guys heard it. Get a hold of him. If you guys want to say anything up like that, search him out on Facebook. Um, we'll try to put a link in somewhere, whether it's on a post or something like that. We'll figure that out later. Uh, but well, it's hey, uh,
2: Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, everything is Tim Perkins Fishing.
1: Tim Perkins Fishing. There you go.
2: Um, yep.
1: Well, Tim thanks for being one of my rivals uh I don't think I could be anywhere near where I am today if you weren't around so you know competing against you and causing that drive so I appreciate that and everything else that you've done for the community so uh thanks for coming on and uh hope you have a good night and a good 2022 um hey man all right guys have a good one
2: you too bud